1: Rioli in the West, Daniel Rioli and Shay Bolton closer to home. The fallout for those will give you the latest on and Jeff Kennett's two-year plan to see the Hawks back in finals. It's your say on the news of the day on time on one 736 736 Yes, indeed. Welcome to Time On, one 736 736 Hope you've had a great day uh, as you're heading home or heading to wherever you are in your day. I hope it's been a pretty good one so far. one 736 736 is the number to have your say on the news of the day. That's the Time On promise. I know that uh, Dwayne uh, has midday madness, um, but we would like you to know that uh, if you haven't had your chance to, to have an opinion on what's been making news in the world of sport today, then this is that opportunity. one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 736 is the number. Let's just work through some of the major issues, and I can see Michael and Paul are calling through there. I'll get to you both in just a moment. Uh, West Coast Rulli really Rioli really is going to face court tomorrow after leg- allegedly being caught with uh, reportedly 25 grams of cannabis in the Northern Territory as he uh, was set to head back to the West. Um, West Coast Eagles' Craig Vozo. Uh, has spoken um, about that and uh, I'll get to that audio in just a moment because it just actually disappeared off my screen. So I will get to that in just a moment. Craig Vozzo uh, talking about the uh... – <laughs> here we go. Craig Vozo, sorry. We've got a couple of little tech issues that are going on here which you just have to laugh about. Uh, this was Craig Vozo today from the West Coast Eagles speaking about the Willy Rioli situation.
3: At this stage, we're still in the fact-finding uh, process. Um, it's obviously before the courts. We ne- need to find out uh, a whole lot more information around circumstance, how it happened, why it happened, etc. Yeah, at this stage, we're, we're definitely uh, supporting him, but um, we're still in that fact-finding phase. I personally haven't, but uh, our integrity manager has, um, and he's given the coach a call as well. Um, he's he's um, he's a mess. Uh, he's um, he's gutted. Uh, he's not in a good space. He hasn't told many people. Um, I think he probably feels a sense of shame um, and probably working through that emotion, telling people, including those really close to him, I think he's been bottling it up and hoping it you know, perhaps might have might have gone away and it hasn't.
1: West Coast Eagles' Craig Vozzo there addressing media. According to reports, the club only found out uh, about 24 hours ago. So they're just working through their process uh, as well. And Craig Vozo spoke uh, a little bit after that, And just, he spoke for about 16 minutes and spoke about the fact that they were incredibly saddened by it. And they were going through a lot of, and a wide range of emotions trying to deal through this. And uh, obviously wanting to give Willie all the support possible. It's very hard to know what would have led him to, to make that decision. Um, We don't know the effects that the last couple of years has had on him. Uh, There'll be some that empathize and there'll be some that have got no empathy uh, whatsoever with that situation. And, um, we just hope that he is getting the support that he needs at the moment. It is an incredibly sad story. It cleared to make his return to football. Um, I think everyone's just in a, still in a state of shock about this one. one um 736 736 And that's about the latest that we have on that. And and before it, as it's just about to head to court, there's not a whole lot we can say uh, in regards to it. Um, Dan Rioli and Shay Bolton, the nightclub incident, we've uh, heard from several... Um, officials throughout the course of the day. Brennan Gale spoke to Gary and Tim on SEN Breakfast uh, a little earlier. On uh, spoke to Gary and Tim on SEN Breakfast this morning.
4: At the end of the day, um, Daniel and Shay responded to to what they do to be inappropriate conduct. They took what steps were necessary. We, we, we'd we rather they didn't. Um, we prefer they didn't, but they did. Uh, they're young men, and sometimes you can't put old heads on young shoulders. Yeah, I mean, we've got a very strong culture based on care and connection, and I think that's that's worked very well for our entire group over the years. And, um, yeah, they they responded. They took steps. What they do to be inappropriate, when you want to look after your partner, you want to look after your friends. And But as hard as it is, Gary, we'd prefer... Um, but prefer to just walk away. Um, it's a lot easier said than done. You know that. Um, and we don't, we don't condone violence in any way, shape, or form. Um, we understand why they took the action they did, uh, but we don't condone it.
1: Richmond CEO Brendan Gale speaking to Gary and Tim this morning. Full chat sen.com.au for the podcast. Justin Lepich was with Gerard Waitley earlier on today. He had this to say as the former Tigers assistant coach.
5: It's almost like um, walking through a minefield, this stuff. It's like, when are we going to step on it through a footy season? And most clubs will have one incident a year that's to a very minor extent, and and, and some are a bit bigger like this one, where a player not only has a public uh, fight, but also an injury comes out of that. So this is sort of the next level again. But most coaches now are a little bit older, Jared. We don't hit the nightclubs anymore, so we just normally hit the hay, um, and we just wake up the next morning from particularly the the long breaks, the eight-day breaks, the nine-day breaks, where players tend to let their hair down a little bit, more. They're the ones you tend to be a little bit more on alert. Well, it's, Richmond have some experience I guess in this area from last year and, and I lived it through the hub. Most of the players move on pretty quick. Uh, most of the players probably have empathy for the situation because they've been in it themselves where, and, and I did as a player even many years ago where members of the public come up and challenge you or treat you with disrespect and so on and so forth and for 99% of the time you actually handle it pretty well. But there's the one or two odd occasion where it doesn't quite go to plan and things like this happen. So sometimes it's yourself that makes the wrong call otherwise it's the, it's the member of the public this is just that little bit more forceful than what just a little bit of banter is so where this one sits I guess the stories um we've got which we're pretty happy with um if it is what it is I'd be why don't we name and shame the guy in the public then why is it only the player that and the, that has to deal with this if this is what is has happened you know that the guy sits there you know forcefully uh, starts a fight he should be named and shamed and and put up as well as the players have been. Justin LePage speaking to
1: Jerry Waitley today on SDN, SCN.com.au for the full chat. Gary and Tim spoke about players going out and, and should they or shouldn't be alla- are they allowed to should they or shouldn't they be allowed to live a life after a fair few calls are coming through condemning the players for being in the nightclub in the first place?
3: Will they change the messaging to players about whether they should be able to go out and have beers like that? No, because you can't. Well, this happens, doesn't it? We, you know,
5: we, you got to, you got to. I mean, we talk about this often. You have got to have a life. I know that outside of playing footy.
3: I, I I'm a hundred percent. I mean,
5: you've got to be, yeah, you've got to be careful about where you go and how you behave and that type of thing. And uh, many people have said this in football: nothing good happens after, you know, like twelve o'clock. That yeah, type of thing. So you've got to be cognizant play, of all those things. Mm-hmm. But you're still allowed to go out there and celebrate your girlfriend's birthday.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's an interesting one <laughs> when. I'm hearing some of the feedback from people throughout the course of the day. When, when, and when it comes to the players going out, why are we going down the same line with AFL players and elite sports people that we, that we throw almost the same lines that we throw to women stupidly over the years? Don't go out late. Don't dress like that because of the way that people will behave towards you rather than addressing the issue itself of the behaviour that gets put towards the players. Why is it on the players to adjust their lives for the ball, for, for, for our poor behaviour as a footballing public? I've seen both sides of it. I've seen players go... I've been with players and former players when they've been targeted for no reason than just the fact that they are players and former players. And I've seen other players, you know, acting like jerks. So there's, there's a bit of give and take. But by and large, most of what I've seen has been players being targeted. I've been out with a particular player that was a, a hard man as a player and you watch people approach him and just try to bait him into saying something they don't like. You see the mates all watching on, and you can tell that it's a pre-planned thing. And if this person says just the wrong thing, you know, and you can tell by the way that the person's acting that they're going to try and have a go and try to get a little story to be able to tell, to try and impress their mates. I've, I've seen it firsthand. But the idea that we condone the alleged behaviour of the instigator and condemn the players makes no sense to me. There's an ad campaign out at the moment where we're asking men to call out disrespect and poor behaviour and offensive behaviour towards women. Now, the Herald Sun reporting today that um, Daniel Rioli's girlfriend was a, was verbally abused and inappropriately touched. Now, if that's true, then how are we condemning the players for intervening and trying to put a stop to that? They then get assaulted and an, 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 an a scuffle ensues, and yet we still want to blame the players for this. Now, until we hear a different story, that's a story we've got. AFL uh, having a look through apparently CCTV footage, Sam Edmonds updated on that today. Why are we condemning the players on this? If this story is as we're being told that it is, then I'm surprised that we're not saying, hey, we're asking people to intervene and, and to call out poor behaviour to, from men towards women. And if that's what's happened here and the players have done that, we ask, we, we, for some reason ask players to be role models so a player, and, and you might think I'm being naive here, but if this story is, is the story, then the players aren't at fault here, in, in, in my view. We unfairly ask players to be role models. How do we know that these guys weren't being that? As I said, I've seen firsthand how some of the players are targeted when they're out. Why are we saying that the players need to adjust their behavior? Why aren't we looking inwardly? Because it's the same people that abuse them on social media that will come up and try to. Well, it's probably not the same. The social media abusers wouldn't have the guts to approach them in public. But it's the same kind of thinking that I can come and have a crack at you and you should know better. 1300 736 736 is the number 0433 98 Your say on the news of the day. Still plenty more to get through. Carlton back in the news. The AFL Thursday night teams. It's official. The press release has come through. Jeff Kennett's got a two year plan, which we'll talk about in and hear from in just a moment. But there's a lot of calls stacking up. Uh, Joseph's in Greenvale. G'day, Joseph. G'day, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you.
6: Good, good. Steve I not want to be a part of the conversation, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, yeah, just calling up in regards to the current situation, what are you talking about with uh, with Rioli and Bolton? Um, look, I can absolutely understand where you're coming from, you know, um, behaviour of, of the public um, to these kind of players. Um, but look, in saying that, that the players also got to have you know, a mindset that when they're going to a nightclub, these places are always... It, it, the behaviour there is not always going to be top top standard, you know. Yeah, fair enough. You want to celebrate your missile's birthday? Absolutely. You know, go out for a nice dinner, this and that. But it should almost be in the back of their mind that they can be expected to get some some uh, some extra attention. You but know Joe, I mean? isn't isn't um, that
1: just an indictment on us as a society? Like why well, why is that the accepted a, the, norm? I go I don't get that. I don't know why. Would, yeah, I don't know why that would be in someone's thinking that they'd want to go and have a crack at a player just because they're a player. Because un- unfortunately,
6: look, what, what, not everyone's a, a very good human being. A lot of people in the public are very fraudulent, and they're all very nice, and, and they want to have a crack. If, you know, if, um, if if one of the blokes is a, if, you know, if he was a Commonwealth sporter and you know, like really uh, Daniel Rioli for whatever reason, you want to have a crack at him, stir him up, get him into a bit of trouble, um, and you know he'll feel good about himself. But uh, yeah, look, unfortunately, that you know not everyone's a not everyone's a saint. You know what I mean? It's, it's just the, the way it is, unfortunately, in this world.
1: Yeah, I hear what you're saying, Joseph, but I just think that's an indictment on us as a society. And, and, and I use the comparison that we, for years and years, we continue to say to women, "I oh, don't go out after dark and don't do this and don't that because there are bad people out there. Yet we don't, why aren't we addressing the actual issue at the core of it, the, the behaviour itself? And, and it, I just think it's such an easy thing to, to blame the players and say, oh, you shouldn't be out, you shouldn't be this. They're just human beings. At the end of the day, they're just human beings. The the problem lies – and, look, trust me, I've seen players who have behaved very badly themselves. So I'm not – this isn't a their saints, but I'm just talking about, by and large, what I've witnessed. Um, I appreciate the call, though, Joseph, and, and I know that you don't agree with that behaviour, but the, the fact that is we have to bring it into our thinking is just embarrassing, I would have thought. Uh, Steve's in Venus Bay. Good day, Steve.
6: Yeah, day. Thanks for taking the call.
1: No, thank you for calling. I, I,
6: agree, with, I agree with you completely. Uh, oh, it's disgusting um, that these boys, you know, they go out, they just want to have a good time. It's a lady's um, birthday and some clown and he's got every right to do that and it's got nothing to do about a footballer or, you know... Um...
1: Well, yeah, I hear you say we don't condone the violence and, and, and he doesn't have the right to knock his block off. But as I said, there is a campaign running at the moment where we are asking men to intervene when they see inappropriate, disrespectful uh, and wrong behaviour being perpetrated towards women. We're, we're, there is an ad campaign right now playing. We're asking men to do that. This is what we understand the situation to be, that that's what Daniel Rioli's girlfriend experienced. And he intervened. He went to put a stop to it. And then what broke out, broke out. But I just amazes me that we're going to try and put that blame at the feet of the players because what, they had the audacity to be selling, celebrating a birthday? How dare they? What how awful. What a terrible thing they've done. One 736 Keep the calls coming through. Your say on the news of the day. As we said, Jeff Kennett's got a bold two year plan that he detailed to Gary and Tim a little earlier today. We'll hear the main points of that and get your thoughts. two on the Temper Text. Temper a mattress like no other.
3: There's a risk of that. Um, it's a balancing act. It, it,
1: just, it, it just riles me up. I mean, what other profession, Bill, do we ask people not to go out and to stay in their home because of the way that the public are going to engage with them? And by the way, not all players are saints. I've seen plenty of players acting the fool. I've seen plenty of players being rude, plenty of players being disrespectful. But by and large, what I've seen more and more is the way in which they are targeted by people. Most are good. When they're asked for a photo, for a quick chat, most I've seen in my experience are good. There are those that haven't been. And so I'm, this is not a all-players-a-saints thing. But isn't that sad that we have to say to them: don't go out, don't have a life?
7: Yeah, I, I agree with you. But the, the, the point is that there is that minority of people and messages about being respectful to your fellow human beings, don't be abusive don't get drunk, you know, you don't need to get drunk just because you've gone out for the night, those messages get to probably the vast majority of decent people, they don't necessarily cut through with the people Mm. who are likely to demonstrate those behaviours and and I think that's the sad part of it and I think there's the two parts of this equation, one is the the guys who are acting like morons and it is guys, you don't see generally speaking women um, acting that way. And secondly, the other part of the equation is the person who's the subject of the attack or the abuse. And so, what you got to do is take one half of that equation out of it. And sadly, that's the player. You know, just while they're still playing football, you know, they're not allowed to drink. That that that's understood. That's fair enough. Um, yeah. Maybe some I, clubs might have to
1: stop. Yeah. Know. No, Bill, thank you. I've just got a heap of people that are keen to get on, but you make some... Uh, yeah, I, I appreciate you calling in, uh, and thank you for taking the time to do so. Yeah, I guess you, you'll never know. The one thing that I think has been pointed out by the process, um, and I'm not blaming the process for it because I don't know what was going through Willy Rioli's mind when he made the decision to do what he did, but there are a lot of holes in, in and a lot of things that could be done better in that whole process, so I agree with what you're saying there. Uh, Xavier is in Glen Iris. G'day, Xavier. Hi, how's it going? Good, thanks. Can you hear me? No, I'm can on, hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Ah, awesome, thanks. I never, actually done, I never actually
2: caught up before, so first time. No, well, thank you for doing uh, so. Yeah. So, look, I just want to address, like, the Say Bolton and Daniel Rioli issue. So, I see where you're coming from. So, I understand the frustration about that 5 10% of people in society that just do stupid, you know, like, stupid things and just do not... Just do things that are mean and disrespectful to women. Um, I guess what I'll say is like, so I guess the first thing in terms of the players, I I, I sympathise with them because they are targets out in the community and, you know, if something happens and their name goes on the front page of the Herald Sun. But they do get paid a lot of money and they are like celebrities and celebrities, for example, they have to. They also have. They have to also be cautious as well, and also politicians have to be cautious because in the in the because anything they do in public will come to light, and people will target them in the community and try to provoke them. Do you know what I mean? Provoke them to respond to that to that abuse, but actually have to push away. They have to sort of avoid it. So like there are other roles where you know you have to have a modified life for such like a celebrity or a politician. So I think, I think, unfortunately, when you become an AFL footballer and join an AFL team, you sort of like, need to be that sort of... you sort of accept accepted part of the job, and that's why you get paid a lot of money. And if something, maybe pay them more money then. Do you know uh, what I mean?
1: Xavier, I appreciate you you're giving us a call for the first time. Thank you for doing so. My understanding was that they were in a private booth um, at the nightclubs. But here's the other thing. When, once you say to that to players that you need to retreat from the general public, then that will be what will prevent kids from being able to get a photo uh, out and about. That'll, that will remove them even further and, and create less relatability between fans and players than we already have. Do we want to put an even greater divide and create less access I wouldn't have thought so. Sam, it really sounds like you're condoning assault. There is no reason for Bolton to punch the bloke. Uh, a better a, a better person calmly de-escalates the situation and reports the initial assault on Rioli and his partner to the police. Um, the assault, the first assault that was perpetrated from what the reports are telling us were on Daniel Rioli. So I don't condone that in any way, shape or form. So I, I'm not sure where you're getting that I'm condoning assault. I don't know how, uh, how Shay Bolton broke his wrist um, I'm with the club when they say they don't condone violence of any kind. Either do I, but um, and uh, but we from what the report is that and what uh, and what Damien Hardwick said was that Danny Rioli went in to deactivate the situation, to de-escalate, not to fight, but to put a stop to it. And then he was assaulted. He was assaulted. 0433 98 1116 on the temper text temper mattress like no other oh she's a full board and and i appreciate it greatly we'll whip through them uh, ray stay there wayne and dimitri dave michael i'll get to you asap on the other side of this time on on sen time on your say on the news of the day uh wayne is on the road in sa g'day
8: wayne how are you going there, Sam? How you going, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. And you? Um, yeah, not too bad, thanks. Um, I've only just really turned on the radio to hear about Willie Rioli. Um, I'm, I want to talk about both cases, actually. Um, I'm a West Coast Eagle supporter. And if, Willie, mate, if you're hearing, if you're listening, um, mate, you've got some demons to really um, sort out and you need your loved ones around you, mate. We're backing you, OK? Um, now, as for... Uh, Rioli and uh, Bolton. It's unacceptable. It totally is. That um, anyone could actually uh, go out to a nightclub and um, be inappropriately um, uh, put through what they've gone through. Like, there's, there's no difference if they've gone down to say their local goals. Yeah, you know, because they're in the public eye, it shouldn't be that you know people can just go up and have a shot. Um, and really. Uh, if um, it's uh, Rioli's girlfriend that was uh, touched to start off with, that in itself is assaulting it right there. Mm. Um, it's just, I just can't fathom that you know, people see that, oh, yeah, no, these guys are in the public eye so we can have a crack.
1: Yeah. No, I, I agree with you, Wayne. Thank you for the call. I really appreciate it. one three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number. Uh, Dave's in Good G'day, Dave. You there, Dave? G'day, mate.
0: Yeah, I'm here. Far away. Uh, mate, not happy with Willie Rioli. I'll be filthy if I was the West Coast, Blake. Uh, um,
1: yeah, well, just just uh, given it's in front of the courts at the moment, Dave, we'll we'll reserve uh, our judgment till we know exactly what's happened. It's a charge at this stage, so we'll just be very careful there. But thank you.
0: The other one, uh, the other one, uh, Rioli and Bolton. Yep. Um, Was there no security there? Um, There's no security tapes come out.
1: Apparently the AFL have the CCTV uh, and and are looking through.
0: And I think it could turn up ugly for them.
1: Yeah, but it could not.
0: Well... Well, is a bloke phone charged or done anything wrong, boys'
1: girlfriend? Uh, I, I believe from, from what, what I read today. Just in in answer to that one, Dave, I believe from what I read today, I don't think that uh, the Richmond guys uh, or Rioli's partner are pressing charges. From what I've read today, you don't smell a rat. Um, I think it's really easy to be cynical. Um, but I'm happy to take it on face value until... I'd rather err on the side of naive than cynical. I've decided in, in my okay. life, Dave, and that might be a little touchy-feely, but I've just decided that I'm going to err on the side of naivety. I'd rather be on that side yeah. of it than cynicism. Um, so I'll take it at face value until there's something to show that uh, that wasn't what happened, uh, and then I'll adjust my view on it accordingly. But at the moment, that's uh, that's where I land on it. Thanks, mate. No, I appreciate it. Good on you, Dave. one 736 736 Um, Love you, mate, but it sounds like you're very sheltered. An ideological view to say that there shouldn't be... uh, (laughs) I don't know if I'm allowed to... Am I allowed to read the W word after 6.30 at night? Anyway, uh, the reality is the world's not lollipops and young (laughs) AFL players should probably try and stay away from uh, said Ws, especially when those Ws are um, inebriated. I'm paraphrasing. So going to a nightclub is a risk for an AFL player, um, and I wouldn't draw the comparison uh, that you did uh, with domestic violence. I, I, I'm not drawing a comparison to it. I'm not comparing the two things. I'm talking about the what I the, the illogical mindset of you. Sh- you shouldn't go out because there are bad people that are going to behave badly. Like instead of addressing the bad behaviour, because maybe that's just all too difficult. That, that's what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not comparing the two things, and would never do that because that would be disrespectful and that would be um, the wrong thing to do. I'm, I'm talking about the mindset. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Dimitri is in East Melbourne. Hello, Dimitri.
9: Hello, mate. Um, just wanted to touch on the shy Bolton situation. So, um, when I was 18, one of my best mates, he got drafted into state to play AFL, and it, uh, it happens a lot. More than um, people would think that uh, AFL players are, you know, targeted everywhere they go. You know, you go out after a game and you go to a nightclub, even though there's a booth, um, you're still dealing with a lot of people that are trying to, uh, whatever it might be, trying to provoke you. And it is difficult when you're, you know, 18 to 21, 22 years old, where you're not fully matured at that point in time, um, to get, you know, potentially a little overexcited and potentially, you know, you might be showing off to something that you've got there, but. You are targeted a huge amount, um, and I think that's. And he and my friend was playing in um, interstate and in and in Melbourne, and it was, would happen everywhere. Um, mm. So I think it's totally unfair to, you know, for people to say that it's the, the players' fault and they shouldn't be allowed to go out because you know they're getting drafted at 18 years old. Um, you know, they're committing to being in a workplace with, you know, men at 28, 29, 30 years old who are who are mature, and it, it's a it's a hard environment to. To get into it, eighteen. That's kind
1: of what I what I feel. Uh, Dimitri, thank you for the call. Greatly appreciated. Just news from the tribunal as well. Port Adelaide's Scott Lyset has been suspended for four games uh, for the rough rough conduct uh, the tackle on Adelaide's Ned McHenry. That seems right. The precedent set at uh, Jared's been talking a lot about this uh, on Waitley uh, every morning, nine a.m. Tune in. That that's the precedent was set with the Alex Neil Bullen one. So um, that would seem right. Uh, in terms of that penalty when it was referred straight to the tribunal. So Scott Lye said a four-week ban... Uh, for that rough conduct charge um, on the the sling tackle on Adelaide's Ned McHenry. That news is coming through from the Tribunal this evening. You can have your say on that and some people are on the text. Sam, the Scotty Lysette ban is completely justified. The AFL has finally got one right. That's from Aaron in Chewett Hill. Uh, Aaron, I appreciate that and I agree with you. Haven't heard people blaming the players at all. Seems the media, not the public, making it a player problem. I don't think you've read the text machine Uh, respectfully to that person. I'm not sure if you're listening to some of the calls, but we're getting plenty uh, in support of the players uh, as well. Um, We've spoken to Dave. uh, Dave Davo in Hoppers Crossing. Daveo, hello. G'day, mate. Uh, G'day, Sam. I'm
2: going to lean a bit on the other Davo's comment. I just want to know what responsibility you think the venues should have had in the situation, particularly when you mentioned it was a private function. You would assume that the venues would have a duty of care to ensure that those patrons are looked after, particularly when they know potentially... Would know that there is a, uh, some public figures in
1: the in the party. Um, oh, look, I think every every venue worth their salt does as good a job as they possibly can to make sure that uh, every patron is safe as often as possible. I worked for years in in hospitality and I know just how difficult that can be um, to try and be across every single thing that's that's going on. So I certainly wouldn't be putting the blame at the feet of the of the of the establishment. I know that they all work really hard to to make sure that they're keeping an eye on everything that's happening. And these things often do happen very quickly. Like they're, they're often very, very quick events uh, in, in my experience, Davo. But I, I appreciate the call. Uh, thank you very much. one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 736 off the text. If the story is true, then I don't think they've done anything wrong. Brendan Gale wasn't exactly convincing this morning when he was on with Gary and Tim. Um, he was actually the one that gave me some doubt about the story. Um, I, I think Brendan was just... because he, I, I, th- I heard that and just heard that he was wanting to make sure that he certainly wasn't condoning the outcomes that have occurred and, and he wanted to make the point that there was probably a couple of things that they would have liked to have happened differently perhaps. Um, I, I just think he was being really careful with, with what he said and making sure he wasn't sending the wrong message. But I know that when Gary and Tim finished up that chat, and you can hear it all for yourself, SEN.com.au, that uh, they were a little bit the same. They sort of started to think maybe that we haven't, we don't know everything just yet. Um, John's in Mill Park. G'day, John.
4: Yeah, Sam, how are you going?
1: I'm well, thank you.
4: Sam, I am absolutely amazed at people suggesting that the players should not have a life. Yes. And this is, I will say, I will say this and please do not take this as an offence because I'm not a drinker, but there is a massive Australian culture regarding drinking. And these guys that go around picking or provoking footballers only do it when they're drunk because they're cowards. They're not tough. They're not guys that you want to rely on. You know, if, if, the, if what is true, and I would have no doubt in my mind that Richmond have done a thorough investigation on this mm. and have, without a shadow of a doubt, what Damien Hardwick have said and what Brennan, anyone questioning Brendan Gale, or well, they mustn't see Brendan Gale in the same light as what most people do outside the Richmond Football Club. But to think that the, that Daniel Rioli is trying to deactivate a situation or, or ensure that nothing else happens and a drunken fool, who I call a fool, mm. hits him and he's not going to have a mate defend him, well, I'll tell you, if that was me, and I was standing behind a mate of mine who got whacked by someone who was a drunk fool. I'd put that bloke in a very, very, very deep sleep. Okay, and well, that's uh, not condoning violence. Yeah, that's I, I, that's. that's uh, yeah, no, I'll, not, say this, yeah. I'll say this. I'll say this. We can't uh, condone this, the this, violence, this bit, John. So, I, no, I, we can't condone. No, we can't condone the violence. But what I'm saying is, anybody that's questioning Shea Bolton for breaking his wrist, he's only defending a mate. He's defending a mate. Who was provoked and punched mm. by a drunk coward? Yeah. A uh, drunk coward. Because that's all they are. They're
1: yeah. drunks. John, I, I, I hear you. I, I certainly hear you. We don't, you know, and I'm, I don't know how um, Shay Bolton broke his wrist. We, we don't know that yet. We don't know the actual act that caused the wrist to be broken. Um, but I think the idea, and what you're saying, is about whether he was trying to break it up, whether he was just trying to defend. You, you, you at that point, I know it's very easy to say walk away, but at the point that your mate gets hit, you've got to to, to be able to get away. You've got to, the, the the confrontation has to end. So we again, we don't actually know how his wrist was broken. But we are jumping to the conclusion that the that the player's done the wrong thing. And that's when I hear that throughout the course of the day. I think, well, we don't know that yet. We don't know. And, and, how, and you might be able to say in that situation that after you're standing there and your mate gets hit after his girlfriend's been touched and abused, that you'd just be able to pick everyone up and walk away and dust your hands of it. But I don't know if it's that simple. I don't know if it's that simple. I haven't seen the vision, so I don't know if it's that simple. Uh, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Still a fair few uh, wanting to have their say. We'll have to get to Jeff Kennett uh, if we can after this. Otherwise, we'll do it after seven thirty. The NBL shows up at seven, uh, and then we'll come back and work through Jeff's two-year plan for the Hawks to get back into finals contention. This is time on SEN. Oh, I tell you what, it, it's been a busy. Busy hour and I absolutely appreciate everybody who's been calling in. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Just repeating, Scott Lysette, four weeks at the tribunal, the rough conduct charge, Adelaide's Ned McHenry. Off the text, uh, Lysette getting four games makes McCartan getting only five, even worse of a decision. That's from Rowan in Largs Bay. Uh, I agree with that. How many weeks did Rampy get no ham? Uh, Steve, he got none. And we don't even have an explanation to know if that incident was actually looked at. Uh, with Dane Rampy and uh, I can't remember who the Melbourne player was. Was it Langdon or I'll have to double check that. Someone will tell me. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. And off the text, why can't we take the story on face value? Why does it need to be proven wrong? I get the story, but why do we have to extend the off-field stuff all week? That's from Gaza. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. A lot of people still wanting to say that the players just should accept that they shouldn't go out. I wonder if at the nightclub that night, I wonder if there was a couple of people that might have gone up to some of the players and said, would you mind if I had a photo and, and got to meet them and had a conversation with them and they had a, a really nice experience and had probably seen them going, do you know who I met the other night? I met Daniel Rioli. He was really nice. He was there for his, missed um, his birthday, but he we got a photo and he was great and all that kind of stuff. If you want players not to be anywhere, then those stories don't happen anymore. I'm just saying one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Max is in Dandenong. Hello to you, Max. Oh, hang on. Let me turn you on, Max. There you go. Oh, I'm good. How are you? Really well, thanks. Um, I'm just glad that out of that uh, situation
0: in the nightclub or whatever, that we weren't tonight talking about a far worse situation where someone's in hospital, in a coma, you know, and you hear the stories over the years and it's so sad. Yep. That, you know the life support systems are turned off you go way back to david hooks and thank heaven that we are not talking about something far far worse tonight because it could have ended up that way and you know let's hope that these people out there you know these troublemakers they pull their heads in and and you know behave themselves but unfortunately it, it, it won't happen because the message doesn't get through, and um, there's always some idiot out there who just thinks he's tougher than everyone else, and he wants to start a fight and everything else. Unfortunately, you'll, you may as well wait till hell freezes over, mate, because it ain't going to happen. There, there's just idiots out there, and it is what it is.
1: Yep, Max. Um, I, I don't know if you've watched um, Jerry Seinfeld's latest. Um and this is not a crack at you, by the way, because I think in this situation you, you're 100% right. Um, Jerry Seinfeld speaking about the expression, it is what it is, uh, it's when you know that the, <laughs> that the argument just can't get through anymore. It just doesn't sink in anymore, and, and it's a sad state of affairs when we've got to throw our hands up and, uh, and say it just is what it is. But you know, I, I hear you, Max, and I thank you for the call. Alex is in Melton. G'day, Alex. Good on, man. How are you? Good. I've got about 30 seconds. What have you got for me? i very quickly then. The three points. Number one, what would a
2: reasonable man do? A reasonable man would look after his girlfriend and you'd look after your mate. Now, that's the facts at the moment at the bottom, correct? Yep. So they've done nothing wrong. Two, this is their leisure time, for God's sake, you know. They've had their game of bullying. They've been to work. They want to relax. they
1: leave them alone. Tick. And, you know, yeah. And I I think the problem is with society, not the players here. Tick, tick, tick. Alex, nice way to finish it off, and I thank you for doing so. NBL show's up next. Pete Hooley's going to jump in with me, and then we'll get to Jeff Kennett's two-year plan for the Hawks after 7.30. A big thank you to all the calls and all the texts. It was eight texts. text. I couldn't get through all of them. We'll continue to work through them throughout the course of the night. NBL show up next.